Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Well, buckle up, folks. I know this is starting to sound repetitive, but interest rates are heading higher again, whether we like it or not. Our industry is incredibly interest rate sensitive, and the cost of capital is definitely going higher. There are several inflation metrics published by various government departments. There's the Consumer Price Index, the Producer Price Index, the Core CPI metric, which is basically CPI without the more volatile food and energy components. The Federal Reserve looks at the Core CPI metric. Many had hoped, including myself, for a reduction in Core CPI this month. Well, according to the latest data from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, Core CPI was up in September in the United States at an annual rate of 6.6%, up from a rate of 6.3% in August. This is the largest increase in core CPI since August of 1982. You also have to remember that in 1983, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics changed their measurement methodology. In fact, they've changed the methodology a few more times since then. Earlier this week, employment data for the month of September was also published. The four-week moving average for jobless claims, which smooths out some of the weekly volatility, rose to a seasonally adjusted 211,500 last week. Employers added 263,000 jobs in September, the smallest monthly job gain this year, and while the number of people in the labor force continued to fall. Job openings, a proxy for labor demand, declined in August to the lowest levels in a year, and layoffs increased slightly that month. There's currently 1.6 job listings for every person classified as unemployed right now. This number has reduced compared with a few months ago. And more broadly, the U.S. economy is showing signs of slowing in response to the Fed raising its interest rates in an effort to tame inflation that's running near 40-year highs. Persistently high inflation and a robust labor market means the Fed is going to double down on its efforts to cool the economy by raising interest rates and further quantitative tightening of its balance sheet. When economists speak about inflation, they make a distinction between cyclical inflation versus secular inflation. You'll hear these terms, cyclical inflation and secular inflation. So what do they mean? If you're not an economist or you haven't studied it, you probably have no idea what they're talking about. Cyclical inflation is temporary. It's something that will sort itself out without a lot of government intervention. There's many examples throughout history of inflationary periods that resolve themselves with no central bank intervention. Well, that's because there was no central bank in existence in the 1800s. Secular inflation, on the other hand, is basically creeping inflation that continues to persist over a long period of time. It becomes deeply entrenched in the system, the culture, and the norms of the economy. I personally would make the argument that because our CPI metrics have been so manipulated that even though the Bureau of Labor and Statistics has been claiming that inflation has been at or near the 2% target for much of the past decade, no amount of inflation is good. We have indeed been experiencing secular inflation for, gosh, the past hundred years. To suggest otherwise is not really being honest. So many in the mainstream media spend a lot of time guessing what Jerome Powell is going to do next. Truth is, he's been pretty clear. You just need to listen to what he's saying and take it at face value. Alan Greenspan, on the other hand, he was the chair of the Federal Reserve from 1987 to 2006. He was hopelessly cryptic and vague. He raised vague communication to an art form. But Jerome Powell is not Alan Greenspan. He speaks in a much more straightforward manner. While he is reading from prepared notes, his communication style is fairly direct. Jay Powell has been saying for months they're going to focus on demand destruction until they get core inflation back to their target range of 2%. We went through a few weeks where the yield on the 10-year Treasury 
had in fact fallen from its high of nearly 4% in the last week of September. The confidence crisis in the UK has caused a flight of capital from the UK sovereign debt bonds called gilts into the US dollar. The increased demand for dollars and US treasuries in general caused the price of those treasuries to rise and therefore the yield to fall. But we're now, with the latest inflation data, back at 4%. With the new data, the next FOMC meeting in November means that a 75 basis point increase is almost a virtual certainty. We can expect a further increase in the December meeting as the forward guidance has already indicated. So here we are, with rising interest rates and falling liquidity. These are difficult conditions for real estate investors compared with the environment at the start of the year. We are predicting a lot of business failures as a result of these high interest rates. Many businesses have not fully recovered from the pandemic, and now they're being hit in the face again, on the other cheek, by the higher cost of capital. We have not seen the end of interest rate increases. In fact, there's really no end in sight at the moment. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.